Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're talking about an important piece of your e-commerce mix, which is the target sheet. This is the target sheet we use to get started with any client, understand exactly what's going on in the business, what the low-hanging fruit is, and everything to keep us on track. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm all right. I'm good. good. How are you doing? I am all right, too. And so we are going to talk about the target sheet today. And we're going to talk about why we put it together, why it's important for e-commerce sites. And we're going to give people a chance to download it in the show notes. Um, it's yeah. probably what I probably is our most asked for resource. Probably that and the margin calculator sheet um, is our most asked for resource. So... Uh, I'll pop the target sheet link in the show notes so you can get a copy of it and then you can see what we're talking about. There's also on that download link, there is a video from me explaining how to fill it in, which is always useful. And then a little bit of instructions on it too. So it's done in Excel. You can actually take it and put it into uh, uh, Google Docs. All you have to do is you have to save the Excel file into uh, your Google Drive and then select the file and open in Google Docs, and it should work in in, um, in your Google in your Google spreadsheet as well. So, target sheet in. Um, yeah, I know you you use it a lot as well as I me. use it. Yeah, I use it. I use it every day because mm. it's it's where the conversation starts and it's where the conversation ends. And and I mean, what I mean by that is, it. I mean, you go. Well, it summarizes everything in e-commerce on one simple page, and yeah. the I don't, I don't even know where, at what point in our e-commerce journey we created it because I feel like we've been using it for a long, 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 long time. And yeah, um, well, we used to have something called the as-is sheet, didn't we? Which we was, did. Which was which was kind of like more around like what would we have to do to get this? And I think we just simplified it with the target sheet yeah. because we realized yeah. we pulled it onto one page, didn't we? Well, we were seeing a lot of businesses in e-commerce are very cyclical and very seasonal. Cyclical is wrong, seasonal. So they'd have very big Christmases or very slow Christmases or big um, Valentine's Day things or really big summer pushes. And it didn't really make sense to kind of look at the, that, you know, in, in, if you look at analytics over a year, you might get a conversion rate of five percent, but that's that's meaningless to you in February when it's your quiet month. Um, so what yeah. we wanted to know was, well, what are we supposed to do this month to hit our targets? Mm -hmm. To you know, to be on track. But do you know what? Doing, the, doing what's well. great? What's great about it is it's something that that we use for big and small. So this week. I've got a meeting with a company that's doing well over a hundred million through their e-commerce store. And yeah. the conversation is starting in the morning with this, with the target sheet. 
And yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to bring it back to the target sheet. And because it, and it's, it's the same if you're doing a million or a hundred million or even less, you're starting out. Because what, what it shows you is it, it, it demystifies the e-commerce, i.e. It makes, it makes you look at the most basic things and, um, and it stops it being overcomplicated. Because I think it, if there's ever an industry that sounds complicated or that people love to complicate, it's e-commerce. And, and I think it demystifies the, the, the crap out there of e-commerce because it forces you to look at the basic things that matter. And, and I think it's great because it basically says, okay, this is, this is what you're doing now. And, you know, this is your traffic. This is your average order value. This is your add to basket, your basket to checkout, which is your conversion rate. And in order to get this business to, let's say you're doing a million now. So in order to get it to 5 million and then in order to get it to 10 million, this is what the maths need to be, you know, and you, you go from left to right. So, okay, this is what we're doing now. We've got a conversion rate of 5%, which is made up of an add to basket of 11% and a basket to order rate of 45%. And we've got an average order value of 100. We've got a, a you know, traffic of, of 150,000. In order to get this business to you know, 5 million, we've got to, we've got to change. We've got, to, we've got to take conversion rate, add to basket from 12 to – 13% and a basket to order it from 45 to 47. And we've got to increase traffic from 150 to 300,000. And, and the average order value is going to go up by a couple of pounds. And it's like, mm. it, 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 it just tells you what you've got to do. And it, it paints a scenario. And the great thing is you can, you can, I always say to clients, so, you know, it's very easy to change the numbers on a spreadsheet. You know, it's really easy. Um, oh, there we are. There's the 10 million. Great. But the other the great thing about the spreadsheet, the doing the target sheet, is that if you hit these numbers, you'll hit your revenue. And I know that sounds really stupid again, mm. but it, it is about, it's about breaking down the 10 million. You know, what does, it, what does a 10 million yeah. version of this business look like? What are the basic maths? You know, and that, that's why it's so powerful. Because it's saying, you know, we, we can, we're doing 2 million now. Yeah. We want to get to 7 million what does a seven million pound version of this business look like? And and once you do that, it shows you the gaps. You know, it shows you. It says, okay, well, in order to get it to seven million, you know, we've got to get. You know, our average order value has got to be higher than seventy pounds now. You know, or or traffic. You know, in order to take this business to seven million, our traffic. We've got to we've got to quadruple our traffic. Well, we can't do that because. The cost, the cost per acquisition is too high. The, you know, the return on ad spend is, you know, is is too. You know, we, we can't go lower than where we are now. So it forces you to, to make those decisions yeah. to say, okay, we've got to increase our lifetime customer value. You know, that's the only way. You know, we can get to seven million. We have to increase our lifetime customer value. So because mm. otherwise, you, you know, it's not going to magically happen. You're not going to get to seven million by accident. You know, it's very rare, very rare that that mm. happens. Sometimes you find an e-commerce business that just kind of stumbles across it, you know, that they yeah. just magically get to that to this point. But it's really, really rare, and it comes down to breaking down the maths. In, in any in any way, if you do mm, magically you do incredibly it. well, it, it it was because the maths worked, 
and you probably had natural yeah you either had a really good lighting customer value or you had an amazing way to recruit customers really profitably i think it you also know, it's that kind of any entrepreneur who runs a business uh, or even a, um you know anybody who wants to grow something it's that kind of like you can have that belief in your head that this is going to be your dream ticket to something or it's going to be this thing. And there's a kind of reluctance sometimes to actually nail that down because I remember when I had one of my first businesses and it was doing, oh, we're only doing about a thousand a month at the beginning. And I thought this was going to be huge. And, you know, what I didn't do is actually sit down and kind of go, well, if I wanted to get this to 10,000 a month, what would that physically look like? And how much traffic would I need? And what would they, you know, the ads basket need to be in the checkout to order? And had I done that, I'd have gone, well, that's not going to happen because it's impossible for me to get that traffic from there, there, and there. And I would have made better decisions earlier on because I was forced to actually look at the reality of it. So I mean, that can kind of be like, I'm not trying to like crush everybody's dreams, but at the same time, I'm just trying to say like, once you know the reality of things that you, you can... People are more creative once you create, um, you put a box around the creativity and say, look, this is where you've got to operate. And these are, the, these are where the walls are. Mm. And this is what you've got to create with inside this. And then you and can I, kind of get to work. And I think on, on, on the other case, you know, let's say you've got a business, an e-commerce business that's doing 5 million, you know, and, and everyone around the table, you know, in your, in your leadership team, your board, your directors, you want to get to 10. And, you know, so you do your target sheet and it says, okay, in order to get to 10, we've got to take, you know, we've got to take X metrics to Y. We've got to, we've got to improve conversion rate to this. We've got to improve the average order value from this to this. And then it forces you then, and then you look at your roadmap and you go, okay, well, let's have a look at our, our development sprint and our business you know, sprint, what we're doing. And you look at that and you go, well, hang on a minute. You know, we've identified that, the, the, you know, the maths to go from, you know, five million to seven million. This is what the KPIs need to change to. And you then look. You look at your roadmap. And you go, "What? Why the hell have we put these things at the top of the roadmap? Because they're nothing to do with the key KPIs. Mm. You know, they're not going to have any impact at all. You know, on on helping us get to that vision. So it it makes the whole team have crystal clear focus. You have the same conversation of where they need to. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, the conversation is. You know, you'll turn around to your AdWords team and you say, I need you to double traffic. And they'll come back and say, well, I can't double traffic because I can't hit the ROAS because X, Y, and Z. Same thing will happen to the Facebook group. But you, you, then have, you then can have the conversation to say, well, look at the target sheet. The target sheet says our ad to basket is at 4%. We know for our industry that it, it's probably between 7 and 8%. So there is movement there. If we got that up, how would that affect things? And they go, well, that would turn the ROAS into this. This would mean that we could do this, and therefore we could then scale AdWords and we could scale Facebook. Um, or the discussion might be around, well, how, how much are people buying? They're buying 1.2 times. If they bought 1.4 times, how would that change things? Oh, that means they can scale. Um, it's, it's, it's that kind of conversation that kind of allows you to kind of see where the whole business is, and then everything focuses on those, those key important metrics. So I guess the first thing we do is, the, you know, the target sheet is, is done. I have a look at it and then I go and look at the, you know, we've got the benchmarking information and what's a good add to basket rate for each client and, you know, a good 
basket to order rate. And I think there's probably been a bit of confusion with add to basket rate in, in the book. We said 11%, everybody kind of rocks up and thinks they're going to get 11%. That's probably, you know, that was, that was a very successful, probably repeat business, business, something like clothing, you know, like doing really well with a good brand. Like if you're selling something one off for a high average already, you're not going to get 11%. So you kind of need to know, um, yeah, but I, mean, I think what it does do is it tell it, it you know it tells you what kind of e-commerce business you are. Yeah, yeah, and we've you know, and the reality is whether or not you've got telling you. Yeah, I mean it's well. very good. You know, it, it, it's very useful because you do have to benchmark. You've, you've got to have something. You know, yeah. okay, I'll have to basket rate six percent. Yeah, you know, and you know, so it's really useful to start with a with a comparison. Usually if I see a ba- add to basket rate of 6%, if it's 6% and there, and there's never been any add to basket optimization, you can you can usually get that up. If I came to a website and it was doing 20% add to basket, I'd be like, "Whoa, that's quite high." And I'd probably say that's either because it's not being put under pressure. Yes. I think with target sheets, business case tools, all that kind of stuff, I think from my experience of doing this for a long long time, is that when everybody says business case, I kind of recoil with horror um, in that I've seen some very elaborate business cases over time. And often the more detail that goes into them, the more they could become useless is, is what I've found. And so like a lot of people will say to, oh, how much should we spend on AdWords and how much should we do this? And it's like, well, you know, a lot of the time a, a one month pilot or a two-month pilot is it's so much better than actually just guessing beforehand. And I know people like to, to forecast things and do things, but the 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 target sheet for us was a happy medium between something that was practical, something that we could fill out, something we could use, and we could actually kind of look mm. back. It's part of our flying bridge process. Well, it for it it makes you. I think it makes you. It makes you look at the areas that you've got to look at, doesn't it? Because yeah. it highlights things that you've then got to go and delve into, you know, rather than looking at everything. And I completely agree because I was just thinking about why we created the target sheet in the first place, and, and, it, and it was because we did have elaborate business case tools, didn't we? And we had – Yeah, financial modelling. And, you know, people like, oh, well, this is great, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, well, are we actually helping – and that's the good question. Yeah, and it was it was just blindness. Yeah, you know, and it, it, because it's just presenting lots and lots and lots of numbers. I mean, Christ, we've all been in meetings where somebody's presented a spreadsheet. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, don't know where to look. You're just glazing over, just even thinking about it. I once went to a business coach. Um, a business coach and he was telling me about his businesses and he went through one was like a cleaning company one was a, a life insurance company and one was something else but he went through them on the board and drew the models out there and I was just like how can this guy lose I mean he's, all he's got to do is get a customer for that man and he's got to do it and he's, this is where he's going to be and it, and it was like I was just like this guy's a genius and um, not one of those companies yeah. was successful and so it, it it's it was, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's got to be practical, <clears throat> but also it's got to be yeah. a tool that you use every month because like a lot of these business case tools, like they'll do them and you have all these models. And because it's so complicated, you'll never look at the thing again because it's, it's gone. And it's like, oh, open that bloody document. And, and like I was speaking to um company I work with here, really big company, probably doing 
couple of million a month. Um, and they have one KPI for each segment of the sale. So they have one for like the, you know, how many customers they're warming up, how many sales they get, and then how many repeat customers they, they get. So it's, it's really about making things simple for you as you grow. And probably the bigger you get, the more simple you need things to be. Because if, if you get bigger and you get more complicated, mm. then you lose sight of exactly what you're trying to actually achieve. Well, also um, you look at look at the you know when we when we talked about the flying bridge, which is the management process that we that we go and implement in e-commerce businesses, which is what I'm going to do tomorrow. And you know the cornerstone to it is is the target sheet and how it underpins everything. But it's so simple that they use it you know on a monthly basis because yeah. it, it I think the cool thing about the target sheet is a it gives you that big picture view where you're like holy crap we're not going to hit we're nowhere near getting to 10 million. Like we're doing 3 million now. Unless we do something fundamental, we're just not going to admit, we're not going to get it. You know, the glass ceiling to this business is 5 million. Mm. So it gives you that overall like crap. The, here's the glass ceiling moment. And, and it also gives you the, 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 you know, the roadmap, like what to do when, like takes away the guesswork and the emotional work of, of having like a roadmap where you're like, you're just scattergun. Oh, we'll do a bit of this. We'll do this. We'll do this on the checkout. We'll do this on the product page. We'll do this on the, our search isn't good. Oh yeah, we'll do some search. Oh no, our mobile yeah. mobile isn't responsive. Oh, mobile's not good enough. Oh, now our email. It's like, you're all over the place. Like so many e-commerce mm. businesses are just, just yourself. everywhere with no structure, you know, thinking that, the, you know, and, and probably everything they're doing is right, but they're doing it in the wrong order or they don't know what yeah. order to do it in. So it gives you structure yeah. around that. And then, and then the other the other thing that Target Sheet does is it allows you to sit around the table at the end of the month and go, where did we do? Where were we against the target? Our target for AOV this month was ninety seven pounds. Where were we actually? I mean, our target for this month was two hundred seventy three thousand sessions. Where were we? And did we hit it? Did we not hit it? And you do that, and then it makes you think. It, you know, you then formulate the roadmap, but. Even better than this, the target sheet allows you to look at it at every week and you pro rata where you are. So let's say, for example, you've got to do a million pounds this month and that is you know, a, a, a traffic of this, an ad basket of that, a basket order rate of this, an average order value of this. And you pro rata it for the month and you say, okay, we've got to do a million. We're, we're halfway through the month. We should be doing half a million. We're not. We're only on 300,000. What are we going to do about it? How can we plug that gap? And you all get around the table and you say, right, let's do some better offers. Let's send some email campaigns out. Let's do some more promotion here. You know, and, and you, you, you therefore, you can trade your way actively to hit your targets. So mm. it, it, it just, it provides all of that. And you know what? There's only bloody six numbers on it, isn't it? Yeah. It's really straightforward. I love it. Game changing. Yeah. Biggest game changer, I think, for me. Well, it's just something you're going to go back to and you look at it across everything. And it, I guess because you become used to it, it becomes very easy to see where where the improvements are. And I think it's also good at the end of the month when you look at the traffic, like we look at the revenue and you go, well, we did better this month. But it kind of, you know, you might say, well, we got a load of traffic this month. And that's hiding the fact that the add to baskets actually lower than yeah. the target. So why did we get loads of traffic? Oh, it was because we got featured in this magazine. And you go, well... That, that was quite random. 
So that's not, you know, that, that we shouldn't be relying on that because if that hadn't happened, we'd have actually missed our targets and we would have missed the targets because of this. So you, you can have the right conversation with yourself yeah. and the team to understand if you're on, if you're on the right track. Um, and yeah, so it, it's, it's a good tool. If you've not got something similar, you know, you're welcome to download it and have a look, see what you think. Um, you might think it's over, overly simplistic, but I think that when you've got a complex problem, simple, simple solutions are the way forward to do it. I, I do think that, that you do need to understand a little bit about what, what they might benchmark for ads basket and basket to order. Basket to order is easier to talk about because it's more standard across most e-commerce sites. So like it will be a range, like probably the lowest we've seen it is 20% basket to order. Um, yeah. The highest I usually see it is about 60, 65%. So it can mm. be a big range. But what you'll find for your business is that whatever yours is at the moment, um, it'll be, you know, the, the the gains you can get from that will be around that around that that area. Like if you if you've got an ad to basket, sorry, if you've got a basket order of 20% now, you're very unlikely to get it to 60 because that's how your customers shop. Like someone is on 60, that's the kind of, that's how they shop. So the 60 we recently saw was like a, a fabric. Someone, someone took a long time to choose what fabric they wanted. And then once they put all the information in, actually it was a personal personalization thing. So they personalized it. They put a lot of effort into it. So by the time they got to checkout, they were going to, they were actually going to check out because mm. they put so much work into it. Whereas if you're selling like groceries, you know, like there's, the, there's less ownership of the basket. And, so and they're, they're using the basket like a dumping ground, aren't they? Yeah. And they're using the yeah. basket to sort of eliminate things. Oh, yeah, I don't need that now. Yeah. You know, but and like it, if you find yourself below 35%, there's usually there's usually an issue and you can go and get, you can increase it. Like for someone at the moment we're working with, she's got an add to basket, a basket to order rate of 20%. And I'm watching the screen capture videos and it's very clear that the, the, the buyers or the potential buyers are looking for some information that isn't there. Now, I don't know what that is yet, but I can see that they're searching around. But because I know that her, her basket to order should be 35% instead of 20%, if I can find that out, that's effectively going to increase the conversion rate by, gosh, that's almost like more than 50%, isn't it? You know, that, mm. that could be a massive, massive game changer for that site. So if you find yourself in that situation, then you could really improve your results very quickly by just understanding what that friction is, is in the basket. Whereas yeah. if you've got an add to basket, sorry, basket to order of 50%, you know, you could probably get it to 55, but you're not going well, to get you, it. But you also, yeah, but it, you might, you might leave it alone. You know, exactly. So there's the example of saying, you know what, we've got a basket to order at 50%, but a, an add to basket of three. Mm. Well, therefore, you know, where are you going to get your biggest gains? You know, it's going to be the add yeah. to baskets. You might say, let's let's leave that. And that's when you look at the roadmap and you go, okay, what have we got at the top that's focusing on that add to basket stat? Oh, nothing. Yeah. You know, or yeah. you can really ask yourself when you look down that roadmap, you go, right, is this, is these top five things that we've deemed as critical in the, in the next, you know, six weeks, are these really going to address address the anti-basket issue mm. you know yes or no it really forces you to get everybody around the table and do it i think the other yeah. thing to note around the target sheet is is it, it's it's unrealistic to get considerable gains from your conversion rate 
or your you know your ad to basket or basket to order as at the same time as increasing your traffic because you often find that the more traffic you have the more pressure the e-commerce sites under and and you have to you have to work really hard to improve your conversion rate but but it won't show itself in the site because you're increasing the traffic yeah, so, so he's putting you know, it under more pressure. You're going to work it the same. It's yeah. not something you own. It's like going, oh, my, my conversion rate's 4.5%. It's not something you've got like a badge that stays the same. Well, it's funny. I, I remember I remember back in the day talking to a few customers and they would say, they would proudly say, well, our, our conversion rate's 6.8%. And I would say, well, you're leaving money on the table then you mm-hmm. know, because you're not putting the site under enough pressure. You know, and it's like it's like having a shop, and you've got customers waving the money, and you, you the doors shut. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you so left many customers outside. I talk to when I ask them what row are you trying to hit on Google AdWords, they'll go, "Oh, the highest we can get." Yeah, just go and get the highest row. So they'll 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 do it. They'll do it the way they do it is they'll go, "How much do you want to spend?" Oh, five thousand. Right, oh for five thousand, go and get us the highest row you can get. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Really, because if you think about You're it, right. having a, a profit printing machine, it's like, well, if I put $10 in one end of it and I get $1,000 out the other end of it, how much money do I want to print? You go, well, okay, but that machine, you know, if that machine runs really slowly, if you're trying to get what, $10 to 1000 but if I put $10 in, I get 60 out, but it can, it can run a thousand times faster, then you're actually better off running the machine. I know, it's... It's 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 odd, that, isn't it? I mean, that's obviously something that people think because that, that happens quite often to to me as well. Become, I think it comes from magazine advertising because yeah. like they'll say how much do you want to spend, what and give you, you know, what, and the, well they'll, they'll they'll say what do you want to spend, and they'll go, oh, well, we'll spend this much money on magazine advertising, and then the, because there was no real link to the results of the magazine advertising or the kind of like above the line well, advertising, the, the, that yeah, that's how you, it worked. Yeah, well, I think you're right. Certainly, on traditional advertising, you, you know, there wasn't really the the the, check, the measure. You couldn't really prove the real ROI. But in the same vein, in terms of direct mail, where you can prove the ROI, the problem mm-hmm. with doing a direct mail is it's fixed. Like you 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 know you committing, oh, I'm going to send a hundred thousand, and then you wait to see what happens. Yeah, you know, it might and take yeah, you. You have, you have to allocate that budget because you could go, well, I'm going to go and spend thirty thousand pounds on brochures. Not knowing what the result is, so it's very difficult to go and say, "Oh, go into 100k," not knowing what the result is. Whereas digital marketing is is a lot more. Fluid. Well, you can change it in the day, can't you? You, can, you know, that's yeah. why we have the drop by drop report, which is our our daily, you know, sheet where we're looking at what we're spending, what what the value of new customers we've got back. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, it, and that's you know that I mean you know it obviously shows itself in the target sheet, doesn't it? That but. But also, yeah, but it is it is interesting, and that's you know what if I ever see a high conversion rate, I think well, you know, you, if you want to grow this business, you want to get your conversion rate in your ROAS as low as you possibly can do for that type of business, and you factor in margin, you factor in lifetime customer value, you know, yeah. but you want you want the ROAS to be as low as you can practically be, if you're in the growth phase, if you really want to grow. It's you know, knowing, and if you say well, knowing we can't... all the figures, knowing all those kind of key figures that are on the margin sheet and the target sheet, to actually optimize them, that's best for you as someone that's trying to get to your goal the fastest as possible. Because yeah, you know, like it, it, it it's not necessarily about 
getting the best return on your marketing. If, for example, you can increase your lifetime value by 20%, which then means that your ROAS could come down a lot and you still be doing exactly the same, but actually you'd be doing way more profit because the traffic goes up exponentially because there's only a few people at the mm-hmm. top who can afford that traffic. But yeah, yeah. I think I think that that gives us a good discussion on the target sheet. I think that um, you know the first step is to download it, start filling it in, start believing in it, and um, you'll be in a lot better position. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think cool. so. I think of, of all the things that I think that we've ever asked anybody to do, and the target sheet is one of the ones where I, we, I genuinely have found it revolutionary in the way that we understand e-commerce businesses and we look at so many look at yeah. hundreds yeah and i honestly think this is the probably the most single most important thing that cool. i would i would recommend awesome well thank you very much ian speak to you Thanks, next Mark. week cheers okay